Let's go ahead and stand our feet as we worship the Lord together. He is worthy. Amen.
Somebody give him some praise. He's worthy. Amen. We bless your name, Lord. He's awesome. Well, happy new year to everybody. How many glad to be in 2017? Okay, a few of you. I'm sure you'll warm up to it as the year goes on. Hey, well, let's take a minute and lift our hands up to heaven and just invite the presence of the Lord into this place. We don't want to just sing songs about it, but we want him to inhabit our worship and our praise. Amen. Well, Lord, we take this moment and we just bless your name, God. We pray, Lord, that our worship, Lord, will be pleasing to you and accepting, Lord, that you would you would come and be in our midst, Lord, because we know, Lord, that in your presence, Lord, lives are changed. God, and we give you glory and we give you praise and we bless your name. And everybody said, amen. Bless you, Jesus. You're worthy, Lord. Nobody like you, Jesus.
to serve a God who loves us, a God who has given us victory, a God who cares about the things that concern us. We thank you that you're a good God. We thank you that you are a loving God. We thank you that you are faithful and that your mercies are new every morning, that your grace is sufficient for our lives, for our needs. We love you, Jesus. I was reading yesterday morning in the book of Psalms, chapter 77, and this really struck me, and I felt prophetically this was some of us here in the congregation today, reading just like, just like the psalm, having your heart beat just like the psalmist. He said, when I was in deep trouble, I searched for the Lord. All night long I prayed, but my soul was not comforted. I think of God and I moan, overwhelmed with longing for his help. I'm too distressed even to pray. I felt like there were those of you that have prayed and prayed and prayed. And you're saying even today, God, where are you? Where are you in this situation? You've not answered my cry. I don't feel like you're hearing my prayers. But listen in verse 11, what the psalmist says. But then I recall all you've done, O Lord. I remember your wonderful deeds of long ago. They are constantly in my thoughts. I cannot stop thinking about your mighty works. Is there any God as mighty as you? You are the God of great wonders. And this is what I'm here to tell you from the Lord today. He is still God. He is still on his throne. He hears your cries. He hears your prayers. He is good. He is faithful. He does miracles. And this is my word to you today. Don't give up. Don't quit. Start to remember what he did for you. What has he done for you? How he saved you. How he redeemed you. How he's healed you in the past. How he's done miracles in your life to provision. How What he's done in the past for people in the Bible, for friends that you know. And know that he is the same God today and he will do them again today. We're going to call our prayer team forward, and we want to pray with you. Whatever is on your heart, whatever burden you're carrying, whatever need you have, we want to pray with you. But if you're at the point where you feel like God is not listening, God has not heard you, and you're questioning, where are you, God? We want to pray for you today that your faith will be strengthened and that miracles will take place. God bless you as we continue to worship, and I invite you to come and be prayed for. With a melody, you surround me with a song of deliverance from my enemies till my fears are gone. I'm no longer a slave to fear. I am 
thank you that you set us free, Jesus. We bless your name. You're worthy, Lord. Come on, somebody give him some praise in this place this morning. Lord, you've been so good to us, Jesus. And all things have passed away. Your love has stayed the same. Your constant grace remains the cornerstone. Things that we
just love him so much this morning. Amen. Come on, somebody give him some praise. He's worthy. More than we'll ever be able to praise him. He is worthy. Amen. Well, why don't you turn around and greet your neighbor this morning and tell him how happy you are to see God's house. Welcome to Church on the Rock. We are so glad you're here worshiping with us today. In the back of the chair in front of you, we have a lot of information about our church. Our inside look lets you know everything about who we are and what we believe in. Our ministry guide gives you plenty of ways to get connected through classes, small groups, and outreach opportunities. If you're a first-time guest, please fill out the white card in the seat back in front of you, drop in the offering, or you can bring it across the hall to the Connect Room where you'll receive a free gift bag. And don't forget about our coffee bar and snacks between Sunday services in the Connect Cafe. We are so glad you're here, and we hope you know there is always a place for you. Here's what's happening at Church on the Rock. Two thousand and seventeen is here and we want to wish you a happy new year. Check out the flyer in your bulletin, two thousand and seventeen accelerate to see what we're doing to start this year off right. Starting next weekend, Pastor John's new sermon series, Accelerate, Don't Hold Back, will challenge you to make two thousand and seventeen your most fruitful year yet. Leadership applications are due January eighth. You can start a group, assist with a group, or become a host home. Applications are available in the foyer. The Mexico Mission Team is collecting jeans and tennis shoes for underprivileged children in Mexico. All donations are due by January 15th. The journey of life can be difficult and confusing. Here at Church on the Rock, we want to help make your journey clear by connecting you to God, friends, ministry, and the world. We offer four classes on Wednesday nights to help you grow and stay on course in your walk with God. Our Connect class is for anyone new to the church or anyone wanting to get more involved. It's a four-week class to help you learn about the church, get connected to God, and learn about your spiritual gifts. The Spirit-Filled Life four-week class will teach you how real friendship with the Holy Spirit can change your life. The four-week Freedom class is designed to help you resolve conflict, break bondages, and renew your mind. The Becoming a Person of Influence class will teach you principles of leadership that you can apply in ministry, business, and your home. Between our Connect, Spirit-Filled Life, Freedom, and Becoming a Person of Influence classes, there is a Wednesday night class for everyone. Hi, Church on the Rock. My name is Abby Gayton. I'm a missionary based in Perth, Australia, and I'm a worship leader as well, and I get the opportunity to lead a worship conference for you guys the 13th and 14th of January. We're going to be looking at things like worship, prayer, history, and research, and what those things do in playing a part to reach your community. Um, I've been looking forward to this for about a year now, so um, yeah, it would be really great to have you guys come join us. Hope to see you there.
guys are looking good in 2017. Can you believe that? Well, we have a couple of announcements we want to highlight today. Pastor John is starting his new series, Accelerate, and we guys want you to join in with us on our challenge for the new year. And so if you would look in your bulletin, there is this flyer here, and it tells all that we're doing. We're going to start a 21-day fast tomorrow. We are going to be going through our Bible. We're going to be praying together corporately, and that's all in there. We want you guys to participate. We're ready to start this new year off strong. Also, we have a new Bible reading challenge. Now, when you start today, you will be reading the Bible in one year. And so we're really excited about this. We urge you guys just to accept the challenge and read with us. We know God is going to do amazing things in your life. And then the last thing is we want everyone to be involved in small groups. And so if you feel called to lead a small group, we ask that you fill out this application. There's one in the foyer. It's going to be an amazing year for you guys to serve and to sit and just to glean from what God has for you this year. And also we have Wednesday night classes going on in the month of January until our small groups kick off. Amen? Amen. So I did want to mention about the Bible Reading Guide. Uh, our new updated phone app has it to where you actually can click on the Bible reading guide, click on the day. It will actually, you click on the passage to be read. You can read it on your phone, your iPad, on your computer, and then check it off and, and as you read through the Bible. So that's just a little handy tool. The others are for you to stick in your Bible as a bookmark. Well, we are getting ready to send a team, and they are leaving this week. Some are leaving today. And tell us where you're going, and um, just really quick what you're going to be doing. We're going to be going to Pattaya in Thailand. We'll be working with Margaret Granger hand-to-hand -hand with the children there, as well as working with the slum churches. Amen. And then you're headed to Myanmar, which used to be Burma, which is in the very northern part of Thailand. It's a kind of a um, dangerous place because they're having civil war. Uh, we want to just pray over this team as they go that God's hand of protection will be on them. You're bringing coats for the Bible school students and fun stuff for all the outreaches for the kids. Kazoos. They've never seen a kazoo. Well, Lord, we just want to lay our hands on this team. We pray your protection on them as they travel, that the flights would all be un... Just nothing would happen bad on the flights. They would, I call them non-memorable, meaning that they got on the flight, they slept, and when they wake up, they're where they need to be, and that, Lord, you're just going to watch over them. They're going to be a blessing to the people there in Thailand and Miramar. They are going to see soul, people saved, people healed, people encouraged and strengthened in the local churches. Lord, we bless them in the name of Jesus, and bring them home safely. Amen. Amen. Well, turn with me in your Bibles. We're going to turn to Psalms, Psalm 76, and I'm reading verse 11. It says, Make your vows to the Lord your God and perform them. Let all around him bring gifts to him who is to be feared, the awesome one. I want to encourage you in 2017. We're encouraging you to read through the Bible. Set some goals, and, that, and one goal to set is that you're going to be a tither in 2017. You're going to be one that gives to the poor and needy, that gives offerings, that help people around the world. And as we set those goals, 
God's promises are to take care of us, to provide for us as we take care of others. He promises that he will open up the windows of heaven and pour out such a blessing that there's not room enough to contain it. Lord, I just want to pray for your people today. I pray for every family and business here. I pray, Father, that you would bless them as they put you first in their lives, as they honor you with their tithes and their offerings, that, God, you would provide for them and you would rebuke the devourer in their lives. In the name of Jesus, amen. God bless you as you give. That's what we want to do with our life. God, we want to give you glory. That's our only reason that we're on this planet, God, is to worship you, is to bless you. God, we thank you for a new year to serve you, a new year to, to lift you up. God, we pray that this would be a year like no other year. God, this would be a year that we draw close to you. This would be a year that we hear your voice and we do what you want us to do. God, we love you. We bless you. And it's in Jesus' name we pray.
And everybody said, amen. Give somebody a high five. Tell them you are glad that they're here today. Amen. Hey, we are glad that you are here. Uh, my name is Travis. I'm the next-gen pastor here at Church on the Rock. We want to remember to keep Pastor John in our prayers. He will be back next week starting a four-week message called Accelerate. And it's all about how we can get closer to God, how our tent stakes can be expanded. And I'm just looking forward to him being back. And uh, how many people know we have great pastors? Amen? Amen. Well, how many people are happy it's 2017? Anybody in the house? To some of you in the place, I want to say congratulations, you made it. You made it through the finish line. 2016 is over. It's never coming back, and you have survived. And, hey, here you are the first day of 2017. You're here at church, so you've been here every week this year. Congratulations. We're happy that you're here. But, hey, listen, how many people know the older that you get, it seems like time goes by faster and faster? When you're a kid, it seems like everything is so slow. I can remember being like eight years old and summer lasted three or four years. Now it's just like, it feels like 2014 or 2015 and it's 2017 and we'll be doing this again in a year and it's going to feel like just a few weeks and it's just crazy. But the Lord has been good to us, right? And again, we are so glad you're here. But probably if you're like me, 2016 probably had some ups and it probably had some downs. How many people? We had good times, we had bad times, and maybe you're in here and most of your year was good. Maybe everything worked out for you, maybe your family just was blessed, maybe your job was blessed, maybe you have no complaints, maybe you hate to see 2016 go, or maybe most of your year, maybe it wasn't very good, you have some problems, you had some difficulties. I'm here to tell you either way, 2017 is a new year, God's grace is sufficient for us, and we're going to believe that 2017 is going to be our best year yet, amen? Amen. Um, what I love about a new year, it seems like yesterday and the day before were just regular days, but it feels like today there's something fresh. You know what I mean? It's just another day, but it feels like there's something fresh. There's some, there's some hope. There's some, you know, what could be in the future. Great things could happen. There's just a sense of newness in the new year. And I fully believe that God's going to use us this year to get closer to him. God's going to use us this year to reach people. God's going to use us this year to see his kingdom expand. And I'm just so blessed to be able to share with you today. And I believe God's going to encourage us to get closer to him in 2017. Um, how many people know 2016, it went by super fast, but there's some interesting things that happened last year. How many people would agree? There's some pretty cool things, some pretty weird things, some pretty interesting things. And I wrote down just some highlights earlier. Uh, this year, the Summer Olympics came and went. USA, anybody? Yes, I watched those. They were amazing. Uh, some other highlights, um, if you're a 90s child, they came out with Fuller House this past year. It consumed several hours of my life, so that was good. Uh, in world news, the embargo with Cuba was lifted. That came out of nowhere. That was kind of surprising. Uh, the U.K. voted to leave the European Union. That was kind of a surprise. In sports, the Broncos won the Super Bowl. Peyton Manning went out a champion. Uh, in baseball, the Chicago Cubs won the World Series, right? Anybody stay up and watch that? First time in 109 years they won the World Series, so that was pretty cool. Maybe something else that was super interesting is we have a new president-elect, Donald Trump, right? 
half of the audience is happy, half of the audience isn't so happy. But, you know, if you would have told me a few years ago that Donald J. Trump would be our president, I would have been like, I will take that bet, okay? But, you know, I'm looking forward to see what he's going to do. But probably to me the most surprising thing that happened in 2016 is the Dallas Cowboys have actually won a few games. Oh, man. Hey, God still does miracles, right? Let's just pray Dak doesn't get hurt today. Here we go. Anyways, as we come into a new year, I think it's pretty customary. What we like to do is we like to make goals. We like to make resolutions, right? This is kind of the time of year people will resolve to lose weight. People will resolve to get in shape. People will resolve to not drink as many Cokes, not to watch as much TV, to get out of debt, to save money, right? But how many people know if we don't have a plan for these resolutions, if we don't have a plan for these goals, nothing is going to happen? I got so frustrated with myself a few years ago, I would write down resolutions, and I would resolve to do this and to do that. By the end of the year, I didn't do anything. I would be frustrated, so I no longer make resolutions. I make goals with plans, right? If you don't have a plan for your, for your goal or your resolution, it's a wish, okay? And so that's what we're going to talk about today for a few minutes, how we can be deliberate and get closer to God this year. You know, last week was Christmas, actually last Sunday, and my wife's brother and sister got my kids, I have a three-year-old and a one-year-old, they got them the greatest gift ever for those young kids, they got a mini trampoline. Anybody have a trampoline when you were a kid? You missed out if you didn't. Go buy one. They're amazing. But they bought this seven-foot trampoline, and we, they sent it to us, and so my father-in-law and I, Christmas Eve, about nine o'clock at night, we decided we were going to put this thing together, all right? And so... I'm, you know, the handyman at the house, and actually my wife does a lot of that stuff. Anyways, I normally, I'm really, I get frustrated with stuff, and I don't have time to read instructions or any of that. So I just kind of do my thing. Sometimes I have leftover parts. It normally works with less, you know. Uh, Sometimes I have to get people to fix what I tried to do, Zach or somebody. But here's the deal. It was 9 o'clock at night. We pulled out the instruction manual, and we followed this thing. And you know what? Turns out when you follow the instruction manual, things work out better. They do. And so we followed this. My kids the next morning, they got up, they ran outside, they, they jumped on this trampoline. I felt pride in my heart because I put this thing together, you know. And so it's the same way with our walk with God. We've got to have a plan for 2017 if we want it to be the greatest year yet. And I believe every person in here deep down, you want this year to be awesome. You want this year to be better than last year. You want this be, to be a year that you're blessed. You want this to be a year you get closer to God. You want this to be a year that you see the kingdom of God expand in your life. You want this to be a year that you see God use you in great ways. And I believe God's going to do that today. Today's message is going to be encouraging. It's going to be challenging. And I think God is going to speak to us as we're sitting here. Amen. So if you have your Bible, 2 Kings chapter 4, verse 8. That's where we're going to start today. And again, we're going to pull out uh, five keys in this story that are going to help us. Before we jump into the Word, let's pray for a moment. Lord, we love you today. We thank you that you're good, that you're faithful. You were good last year. You'll be even better this year. God, we thank you that your Word is true. God, today as we're, we're here, we're here for you. God, I pray as I speak that there would be a voice within the voice that would speak and penetrate our hearts, that we would leave this place encouraged and ready to do what you want us to do. For this new year. God, we bless you. Bless your people in Jesus' name. And everybody said, 
Amen. The person that we're looking at today or the character in the Bible story that we're going to look at throughout today's message is a guy by the name of Elisha. Elisha was a prophet of God. A prophet of God is someone who can hear God's voice and he speaks to the people. And I just want to encourage everyone today, we can all hear the voice of God. If we'll spend time with God, God will speak to us. But Elisha, he was a prophet. He was the guy that came after Elijah. Remember, Elijah called down fire from heaven with the prophets of Baal on Mount Carmel. He got taken taken up in a whirlwind. Well, the person after him, kind of his uh, protege, if you will, was Elisha. Elisha was a prophet of God. In his lifetime, the Bible records that he did 28 miracles, or God did 28 miracles through him. So this guy is who we're talking about today. He's a prophet, he's a man of God, and he's amazing. 2 Kings chapter 4, verse 8, are you there? Say, I'm there. You're there. Okay, it says, one day Elisha went on to Shunem where a wealthy woman lived who urged him to eat some food. So whenever he passed that way, he would turn in there to eat food. And she said to her husband, behold now, I know that this is a holy man of God who is continually passing our way. Let us make a small room on the roof with walls and put there for him a bed, a table, a chair, and a lamp so that whenever he comes to us, he can go in there. Let's stop here for a second. So Elisha, he's a prophet of God in his travels. He needs a place to stay. So he meets this couple. He meets this man and he meets this woman. They invite him into their house. He eats there. He stays there maybe a, a few weeks out of the year. Who knows? He's hanging out with them. And they say one day, you know what? We need to bless this guy. We're tired of him, you know, sleeping on the floor or the couch. We're going to build him his own room. How many people think that's amazing? That's awesome. So Elisha gets blessed by these people. And this leads me to our first key today. If you want 2017 to be your best year yet, we must bless people. Look at your neighbor and say, you got to bless people. Think about it. Elisha's been staying at this place. He doesn't ask for them to build a room. But they say, because we like you, because we care about you, because we want to bless you, what we're going to do is we're going to build you a room. And we don't need you to do anything for us in return. We simply want to bless you. Listen, when I look at my life, I'll be honest. I can live my whole life if I'm not careful and just worry about me. Just worry about myself, just worry about my needs, what's best for me, what's convenient for me. But throughout Scripture, the Bible tells us to reach out to people. The Bible tells us to love people. The Bible calls us to bless people. And I'm telling you, if if we want to have a great 2017, we need to live a life where we bless people. Listen, it's not hard to, to, to know this, but in our culture today, there's a lot of hate going on. There really is. I mean, especially this past political season, there was a lot of hate just between the two candidates. And that's just a a small uh, example, but there's hate going on. You can't even get on social media without people being mean and rude and ugly to one another. As Christians, it's far past time that we start blessing people, that we start loving people, that we don't even care how they respond to us, but our job is to bless them. Listen, what I love about Jesus, number one, is everything about Jesus. I want to be like Jesus. But I love how Jesus would bless people, and he didn't expect anything in return. When, when the ten lepers came up to Jesus, and they wanted to be healed of this terrible disease, Jesus did not say, if you give me 100 bucks, I'll heal you of leprosy. Jesus said, I'm just going to heal you because that's who I am. When the woman who was caught in adultery, you know, Jesus didn't just look down at her and say, if you want me to save you from this rock hitting you in the head, you need to go be a missionary. No, he saved her. That's who Jesus is. 
And listen, we're supposed to be followers of Christ. This is the year to bless God and to bless the people of God. This is the year if we want to be blessed, we need to bless people. Look, God is going to bless people who look like him. If you're wondering, if you look throughout the Bible, God's looking for one thing. He's only looking for one thing. He's looking for people that look like him. When he sees attributes of himself and you or me or people in the Bible, he can't help but bless himself. That's who God is. Listen, God wants us to bless people this year. How can you bless people? You can love people. You can prefer people. You cannot get in arguments with people when they just bait you. How many people know people that just kind of bait you? People be sending you Facebook messages just wanting to bait you, right? Just God bless you. Move on. Whitney has to tell me this all the time. Don't get in those arguments. How do you bless people? One thing is you can forgive people. You can love people even though they don't love you. You can buy someone's dinner. Let's put our money where our mouth is this year and bless people. Let's keep going. Verse 11, it says, one day he, referring to Elisha, he came there. He turned into, into the chamber. He rested there. And he said to Gehazi, his servant, call the Shudamite. When he had called her, she stood before him. Verse 14. It says, then he said, what then is to be done for her? Gehazi answered, well, she has no son, and her husband is old. He said, call her. And when he had called her, she stood in the doorway, and he said, at this season, about this time next year, you shall embrace a son. And she said, no, my Lord, O man of God, do not lie to your servant. But the woman conceived, and she bore a son about that time the following spring, just as Elisha has said. Let's stop right there. So Elisha, he's a man of God. He's been coming to their house. They built him a room. They've been blessing him. And you know what Elisha says? They've been blessing me. I've got this special relationship with God. I'm going to prophesy that you're going to have a son. How many people know that's amazing? And the woman doesn't get all excited at first. She's just like, whoa, 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 don't do this. I don't want to get my hopes up. How many people don't like to get your hopes up only to have them dashed down? So this woman was like, don't you be playing with me. She's wanted this baby for a long, long time. So he prophesies, you're going to have a son. And what does the Bible say? About this time next year, she has a son. This leads me to my second point. If you want 2017 to be your best year yet, have faith and dream big. Look at your neighbor and say, you got to dream big. Look, I want to encourage some people. This is the year to dream big. This story in the Bible, I love it. This man was old. They hadn't had kids. This just goes to show God can and will do anything. He can do anything. He created everything. He created the sun, the stars. He created the, the little microscopic atoms. He did everything. He can work on our behalf. We need to have faith and we need to dream big this year. You need to know that God loves you, that God cares for you. God's not trying to withhold anything good from you. Listen, maybe 2016 you made some mistakes. Maybe you dropped the ball. Maybe your scorecard, to be honest, didn't look very good in 2016. But I'm here to tell you right now, January 1st, 2017, that God can fix it. God can restore it. God can give you a blank slate. And God can do anything. We've got to trust him. We've got to have faith. And we've got to dream big. Quick question this morning. How is your faith right now? How is your faith? I know you believe God. I know you love God. But do you still believe that God can restore that relationship in your life? Do you still believe that God can turn that situation around? Because he can. See, with God, it's like our currency is faith. The more faith we have, the better off we're going to be. Check it out. If your faith has been low, 
Now is the time to start spending time with God and raise your faith. You say, I want more faith. How do I get more faith? The answer is simple. You want more faith, you spend more time with God. When you spend more time with God, you trust God more. When you trust God more, you have faith. When you have faith, you dream big. Listen, a lot of us, maybe our faith has been low. The solution is just spend time with God. You'll know his character. You'll know he's for you and not against you. You'll know that he's got a plan for your life. Some of you in here, this is the year your relationship with God has to go to the next level. This is the year you can start today. You can read the Bible through in a year. Some of you maybe didn't read your Bible at all last year. There's no condemnation. It's a new year. It's a new day. Let's start reading. Let's start praying. Let's dream big. I'm a firm believer, just like the word says, some of us we have not because we ask not. Man, I would hate to die and, and go to heaven one day and talk to Jesus and him be like, man, I had so much in store for your life, but you never even asked for it. You never prayed big prayers. You never had faith. Listen, we can trust God. He's a man of his word. The Bible says that he can't lie. He's good. Let's keep going. The story's about to take a turn. Verse 18. When the child has grown, he went out one day to his father among the reapers, and he said to his father, oh, my head, my head. The father said to his servant, carry him to his mother. And when he had lifted him and brought him to his mother, the child sat on her lap until noon, and then he died. The Bible says she went up, laid him on the bed of the man of God. She shut the door behind him, and she went out. Let's stop here. Listen, this is a tragedy. And look, as excited as we are about the new year, let's be honest. There's some people in here, 2016, you had tragedy in your life. You had some tough circumstances in your life. You had loss. You got a bad report. Relationships got messed up. This boy just died. This is terrible. This boy that was promised is now dead. What kind of emotions do you think this mama has? She's hurt. She's broken. She's feeling pain. She probably doesn't know what to do. There's probably some confusion. And there's some people in this room that you can relate to this story because you are part of this story. This happened to you this past year. They've already lived without this son for five years, but they've had this boy, and he's amazing, and now he's died. Can you imagine the loss? Let's keep reading. Verse 22. It says, Then she called to her husband and said, Send me one of the servants and one of the donkeys, that I may go quickly to the man of God and come back. And he said, Why will you go see him today? It's neither new moon nor Sabbath. And she said, all is well. Then she saddled the donkey and she said to her servant, urge the animal on. Do not slacken the pace for me unless I tell you. So she set out and she came to the man of God at Mount Carmel. Listen, let's stop here. The woman, you got to believe that she's distraught. She's upset. She's in pain. And you know where she's going? She's going to find the man of God and to find out what's going on. I can just imagine her in my mind going to the man of God. She's going to the mountain. Number one, she hadn't even told her husband anything. All is well. I'm going to take care of this. I can imagine her going to Elisha and coming before him and saying, Elisha, you promised me a son. My son is dead. You promised me a live son, not a five-year-old dead son. You've got to do something about this situation. You've got to fix this situation. You're a prophet. Talk to God. Go pray for him. Do something. Listen, what I love about this woman is she was determined. This woman said, I know what I need to do, and I'm going to go do it. I feel like one of the things in my life, and I feel like for a lot of us, maybe in 2016 we weren't as determined as we should have been. Maybe we got sidetracked just a little bit. 
this woman did not go to the grocery store first. This woman didn't check her bank account first. This woman did not go to Instagram first. She didn't even go talk to her husband and, and chat with him. She said, I got to go to the man of God. Listen, this is the year, if we want to do something great for the kingdom of God, we cannot be sidetracked with things that really don't matter. Listen, there's some things in your life that have to take precedent over other things. And there's a lot of good things out there. Hobbies are good, friends are good, work is good, all these things, Netflix is good. But when we put those over the important things in our life, we will live our whole life and we will miss important things. This is a year to be determined, right? Let's keep going, verse 27. So when she came to the mountain, to the man of God, she caught a hold of his feet. And Gehazi came to push her away, but the man of God said, leave her alone, for she's in bitter distress. And the Lord has hidden it from me, and he has not told me. Then she said, did I ask my Lord for a son? Did I not say, do not deceive me? And he said to Gehazi, tie up your garment, take my staff in your hand, and go. If you meet anyone, do not greet them. If anyone greets you, do not reply. Lay my staff on the face of the child. Let's stop here just for a moment. So Elisha, basically this woman shows up. He's friends with this woman. She shows up and said, my five-year-old son is dead. Think about his perspective. Elisha, I think he's a little bit closer to the problem or to the situation than maybe we first think. Elisha is a prophet. Elisha does not have a wife. Elisha does not have any kids. For years, he's been coming to this, these people's house. They built him a room. This is family. And so to some degree, you know that he loved this boy. He cared about this boy. You know he talked to this boy about God. You know he probably took him fishing. And so this woman has come and said, the boy, my boy, the boy I love, the boy that you love is dead. How many people would agree this is a crisis? Look at verse 29 again. It said, he said to Gehazi, his servant, tie up your garment, take my staff in your hand, and go. If you meet anyone, do not greet him. If anyone greets you, do not reply. And lay my staff on the face of the child. So what does Elisha do? Does Elisha run and go immediately to the child? I find this interesting. He doesn't. The Bible says that he sends his servant and his staff to go take care of the boy. And as I'm reading this story, I'm kind of questioning things. Elisha, you love this boy. You care about this boy. You care about this mama. Why would you send your servant and a stick to go heal the boy? You know, as I'm reading this, I think to some degree, this is just my own perception, I think to some degree that Elisha was afraid. I think Elisha was afraid to some degree to walk into that room to pray for that boy and the boy not get up. I think to some degree he was thinking, I've never brought anyone back to life before and I'm just going to send my servant because he can probably take care of it and I'm just going to wait here. Listen, he doesn't go, he sends his servant, just take my staff and you go. You know, this reminds me of the story in 2 Samuel that we're all familiar with. It's the story of David and Goliath. And we're familiar with Goliath. He comes out, he challenges all of the Israelite army. And for 40 days, no one in Israel wants to fight. None of the soldiers will fight the giant. David, who's 10, 8, 12, who, we don't know, he shows up and says, I'll fight the giant. And, and I love it. And he goes to the king, King Saul, and he says, I'll go ahead and fight that giant. And King Saul, in his wisdom, says, okay, on behalf of the whole nation, you can go fight a giant. Here's my shield and here's my armor. Here's my sword. Have fun. It's like, dude, put on your own armor. You go fight, right? 
So many times we send other people to do what we've been called to do. This leads me to my third uh, key today. If you want 2017 to be your best year yet, we have to walk out our faith. Walk out your faith. Look at your neighbor and say, you got to walk it out. James chapter 2, verse 14, it says, What good is it, my brothers, if someone says he has faith but does not have works? Can faith save him? If a brother or sister is poorly clothed and lacking in daily food, and one of you says to them, go in peace, be warm, be filled, without giving them the things needed for the body, what good is that? Verse 17, so also faith by itself, if it does not have works, is dead. Faith without works is dead. And I really believe that this is a problem sometimes with me. It's a problem sometimes with the whole Christian community is we know things. We intellectually process them. We've been taught well, but sometimes we don't walk those things out. Every person that's in this room knows that we are called to make disciples. Matthew 28, 19, go into all the world, make disciples. Jesus said that. But sometimes do we take ownership of that or do we say, man, that's, that's Pastor John's job. That's Pastor Mike's job. Listen, that's our job. We know this, but do we do it? We know as Christians, to be a Christian is to be a follower of Christ. The Bible says, Matthew 16, 24, if any would come after me, take up the cross, deny yourself, follow me. But sometimes we follow God when we want to, and we, sometimes we don't follow God, you know. Think about it. What about fighting temptation and running away from sin? That's what the Bible says. But just sometimes we pick and choose the things that we want to do. Now, I'm not going to be a pastor. I can kind of do this. I can kind of do this. Listen, this is the year 2017 to put our faith in action. See, it's only one part for us to hear the word. And every week, Pastor John brings a well uh, thought out, well prepared word of God. And the first part is us hearing it. The second part is us walking it out. We have to walk out what we know. And I believe sometimes as Christians, we have this disconnect between our mind and our heart. And it's time this year that we start walking things out. Sometimes I believe we don't walk things out because we know it will be uncomfortable. Or maybe we think it will cost us something. But listen, when we walk out our faith, we're doing it right. Listen, this is a year I want to do things right. This is a year I want to really be a Christian, not in just mindset, but lifestyle. I want my lifestyle to magnify Christ. I want to follow Christ the best way I know how. Listen, the philosopher Nietzsche, the famous atheist, said this, Christians are going to have to look more redeemed before I will believe in their Redeemer. And listen, for a lot of us, that's it. Really, there's five Gospels, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, and us, and most people will never read the first four. It's our lifestyle that images Christ. This is the year to walk it out. This is a year to live for God. And here's the good news. God gives us grace to do it. Listen, if you just have a little desire, God can take care of the rest. You don't have to be perfect. You don't have to get your willpower up, you know. We can just follow God. We can have grace to do what he wants us to do. Did you know when your life is over and my life is over, we will have done everything that we wanted to do? It's our choice. Well, I wanted to go on a mission trip. I wanted to tithe. I wanted to read my Bible. I wanted to reach my neighbor. No, we really didn't. We will do what we want to do when our life is over. This is the year to do what God's called us to do. Amen? Can we give God some praise today? Back to the story. So the servant leaves to go try and heal this boy. Verse 30. 
It says, and the mother of the child said, as the Lord lives and as you yourself live, I will not leave you. So he arose and he followed her. Gehazi went on ahead and laid the staff on the face of the child, but there was no sound or, or, no sound or sign of life. Therefore he returned to meet him and told him, the child has not awakened. Everybody say, oh no. So Elisha thinks that, man, she's just going to follow him. Everything's going to be good. But two things don't work out very well. Number one, the boy's not healed. Number two, this woman is not leaving Elisha. So Elisha, I guarantee to some degree he's a little confused. I think to some degree he's thinking, why hasn't this worked out? Everything works out for me. I sent my servant. I sent my staff. But it didn't work out. Listen, now is the time in the story where Elisha has to man up and he has to show up. And I think some of us for 2017, it's time that we man up and show up or woman up and show up, whichever one you are, right? This is the time we do it. And I really feel this for a lot of people. This is our, our fourth key. If you want 2017 to be your best year yet, start fighting your battles. Start fighting your own battles. Listen, there's some things in life that someone else can do for you. There's other things in life no one can do except you. Only you can have a relationship with God. Only you can worship God. Only you can love your neighbor. Only you can fight sin. It's not Pastor John's job to minister to my, to my co-worker. It's not Pastor Nick's job to worship for me. It's my job. This is a year that we take ownership, again, of our faith. This is a year we do things that God has called us to do. And listen, we can do it because God is on our side. There is grace right now to live for God. There is grace right now to worship. There's grace right now to disciple people. This is a new year. You can pray. You can read. You can, you can disciple people. You can love people. You can, you can be diligent. You can be a hard worker this year. You can restore the area in your marriage that's broken. This is the year that we can fight our own battles. And I want you to think about your life. Maybe you've been putting some things off. 2017 is the year that we stop sidestepping things that we've put off. Some of you in here, this is the season that you start forgiving that person in your life. It's time you start forgiving them. They, you, no one else can do that except you. Now is the time that some of us, we start taking ownership of our family and we start leading our family to Christ. We start taking ownership of our home. This is the time that we start worshiping God. Listen, I love our band. I love Pastor Nick. I love how much time they put into worship and preparation. I don't need them. I can worship God without the band. I can worship God without the perfect song. Listen, I love being taught by Pastor John every single week, but I don't depend on him for my food every day. Listen, if all you eat is once a week in, in the physical, you're going to die. Spiritually, if this is all we have of God once a week for 35 minutes, we are new, we're malnutritioned. This is the year to seek God. The Bible says, if you seek me, you'll find me. The Bible also says, taste and see that the Lord is good. Listen, he's worth giving up a little pleasure. He's worth giving up a little time. He's worth spending more than 30 seconds in prayer before I fall asleep. He's worthy, right? Listen, this is the year to get closer to God. And I hope I don't sound like I'm stepping on your toes, but I'm kind of stepping on mine a little bit. This is our year. Listen, we only have, who knows how many years of life we'll all have, but we have today to get closer to God. We have today to worship God. We have today to live right. You know, the Bible says um, in Psalms that God leads me to green pastures. You know what that means? God's going to take care of his sheep today. There's enough strength for you today. There's enough uh, uh, 
blessing for you today. There's enough grace for you today. You don't have to worry about not ever sinning again. God can help you today. You don't have to worry about loving your wife forever. Love her today. Love your kids today. Walk in forgiveness today. There'll be grace and mercy for tomorrow. Let's keep going. Verse 32. So this is what happens. Elisha, he finally shows up at the house. He saw the child lying dead on his bed. So he went in and he shut the door behind the two of them and he prayed to the Lord. Then he went up and he laid on the child, putting his mouth on his mouth, his eyes on his eyes, his hands on his hands. He stretched himself upon him again. The flesh of the child became warm. Then he got up again and he walked around in the house. Stop here for a second. So Elisha, he finally shows up on the scene. He stretches himself out over this child. And and you may be thinking, man, that's weird. Why did he do that? Well, that's what Elijah did and it worked. So that's what Elisha did. He stretched himself out over the child. He's praying. He's believing. The Bible says that the body starts to get a little bit warm, but the life doesn't come back to the child. So what does he do? The Bible says he gets up. And the Bible says he walks back and forth in the room. He walks back and forth. And this is just my speculation again, but I think to some degree he's probably thinking, what in the world's going on? I bet to some degree he's thinking, what am I going to tell this family? I prophesied a son, the boy is dead. They had faith in me to come pray for this boy, and I prayed just like Elijah prayed, and the boy is still dead. What am I going to do? I bet to some degree he's probably thinking, God, why is this not working? God, I love this boy. How come he's dead? How come this turmoil is going on? How come this bad stuff is happening? And I believe to some degree, Elisha may be thinking, man, I'm just going to give up. I've tried, it didn't work, and I'm done. And so he's walking around, I believe he's thinking about it. And listen, I think a lot of us in this room, that's where we are. Maybe that's where we were in 2016. We love God, we love Jesus, but if we're to be honest, there's some things in 2016 that didn't work out like we thought. We had resolutions for 2016, we had goals for 2016. Maybe some bad things happened. Maybe some things with our family didn't work out like we thought. Maybe there's some heartache. Maybe we prayed for something and we didn't get the miracle yet. Maybe we've asked God to do something and there hasn't been an immediate thing that happens and we've got discouraged. Maybe there's even some people in here that you stopped praying. You stopped believing. Let's look how this story ends. The Bible says, verse 35, that he went up, he stretched himself upon him again. Say again. The child sneezed seven times. The child opened his eyes. Then he summoned Gehazi and said, call this the Shudamite. So he called her, and when she came to him, he said, pick up your son. She came, and she fell at his feet, bowing to the ground. Then she picked up her son, and she went out. Don't you love happy endings? Listen, here's our fifth and final key tonight or today as Pastor Nick's coming up. If you want 2017 to be your best year yet, try again. See, even though he was tired, even though he tried once and he failed, even though he had already laid on this boy and the boy didn't come back to life, something happened when he tried again. Something happened when he tried again. And today, the whole reason I preach this is because God's word to a lot of people that are in this room is try again. God's word to some people this morning is don't give up. If there was an area in 2016 where you quit, You quit praying, you quit reading, you quit believing, you tried to step out in faith, it didn't work. Maybe you you got caught up in a sin, whatever. God's word to you is get back on the horse and try again. Listen, this is our year. 
2017 is your year. This is the year you're going to get closer to God. This is the year that you're going to see God move on behalf of you in your life. This is the year you're going to see God restore and heal areas of your life. This is the year not to let your downfalls or your mistakes of last year mess up this year. This is a new year. And listen, this is what people need to hear today. God loves you. God cares for you. And some of us, we deal with condemnation because we messed up. We think God is not for us. Listen, God died knowing everything that we would do. God saved you knowing what you would do five years later. He saved you before that. He cares about you. He loves you. Listen, and if you're in this place today and you've given up in an area, your faith, your family, whatever it is, God's word to you is, is this, try again. What's Elisha doing while he's walking around in that room? I believe Elisha begins to pray. I believe he begins to feel the very presence of God. I believe his faith is built up. And he said, you know what, I'm going to try again. If Elisha walks out of that room, the boy doesn't come back to life. He tries again. What dream in you is going to come alive in 2017 because you're going to try again? What restoration is going to happen this year because you try again? Amen? Listen, let's stand on our feet this morning. This is your year. This is your year to go after God. This is our year to pursue Christ. This is our year to run as hard as we can, to do what God's called us to do. Listen, if we want this year to be our best year yet, we got to bless people. we got to dream big. we got to walk out our faith. we got to fight our own battles. And finally, we have to try again. Listen, just throw up your hands. I want to pray for us all. Lord, today we love you. God, we thank you that there is nobody like you. God, we give you our praise. We give you our worship right now. God, right now, we commit ourselves to you. God, today is a new day. God, you've given us new life in you. God, I pray right now that you would help us this year follow you. You would give us grace to be followers. You would give us grace to dream big. You would give us grace to have faith. God, we would fight our own battles this year. God, we would try again. Lord, those of us that have quit, those of us that have just been burned down, God, I pray life. God, I pray just the peace of God that passes all understanding, that this would be a year that we overcome because you overcame. God, we love you. Bless your people. In Jesus' name. Hey, here's what I want to do. I want my prayer team to come up just right now. Pastor Nick and the team, they're going to go back into worship in, in just a moment. And we're going to commit the next couple minutes to God and worship. But here's our final question. Here we are. It's 2017, and maybe you're in this place this morning, and you know today is the day that you get right with God. Maybe you know today is the day that you surrender your life to God. I'm not talking about you know God, you know about God, you've been to Sunday school, but maybe you've never surrendered your life to God. The Bible says that we have to receive Christ. When we receive Him, when we repent of our sins, God comes into our heart, God connects us through Jesus. Listen, Jesus died a brutal death on the cross so we could have eternal life. And if you're in this place and you've never received Him, there's no better day than today. The Bible says that today is the day of salvation. Or maybe you're in here today and you're saved, you love Jesus, but let's be honest, 2016, you kind of got away a little bit. You got distracted, maybe some other things took precedent in your life and you know today is the day that I need to rededicate myself to God. I need to commit myself to the Lord this year that I'm going to live for Him. Listen, some of you today, the Word of God for you is this, you need to try again. 
you've kind of walked away a little bit, today is the day to try again. Today is the day to say, God, I need you. I'm going to follow you. Listen, if that's you today, one of those two things, you want to invite Christ in for the first time, and you say, today I want to rededicate my life. I want you just to throw your hands up real fast. I'm going to pray for you where you're at. I see you. I see you. I see you. Amen. Amen. Let's all just, amen, give it up for the Lord one time. Here's what I want to do. We're going to say this prayer together just as a commitment to Christ. When I say amen, the prayer team is open for anything you need prayer of. If you've raised your hand, we would love to give you something over there at the cross. You can see Miss Norma. But let's repeat this prayer together. Let's say, Lord Jesus, thank you for dying on the cross for me. Thank you for loving me. I ask you to forgive me of my sins, to come into my life. Help me follow you. Help me be the person you want me to be. Give me faith. Help me dream big this year. I love you. In Jesus' name. Amen. One more time, let's give it up to the Lord tonight and today. Prayer team is up here. Let's worship for a moment before you leave. Go see Norma if you raise your hand. God bless. And I've heard a thousand stories of for a few minutes in the prayer team they're going to stay up front and pray with you about anything but if not hey you're free to be dismissed i want to wish you a happy new year god bless you and look forward to seeing you next week